welcome to the Coded Switch podcast, a deep discussion about the experience of intersectionality and vulnerability as it relates to wellness, hosted by Dr. Galanega Machisa and told to the psychologist. And welcome back to the Coded Switch, another episode with Tolti the Psychologist and Dr. Galaniga Machisa, known as Dr. G. We are here to talk about all things related to intersectionality, including, well, every part of our identity. Um, today, I want to talk about something super interesting. Tina Turner died. Stop it. Yeah, you didn't hear? So it happened like, I don't know, about 24 hours ago or something, but I think what really struck me was like Tina Turner was someone very like iconic for people growing up, but I found her even more interesting because she experienced, I mean, she was like legendary in terms of entertaining and performing and don't get me wrong, no qualms about that. But also I think she defied what people's views of success were. And for me, like just reflecting on someone like her, she experienced Mm -hmm. a lot of family violence. She experienced, um, you know, she experienced, you know, things that would usually keep women really down. But I think Mm -hmm. what she was able to do, I think, was recognize what her value was and sort of bring herself back up again. And I just think it's really interesting what society considers as successful and not successful yeah. and, you know, yeah. the, the comebacks yeah. that she made, I think there's so yeah. many lessons to learn in that from someone like her. So, yeah, her dying was interesting because I'm like, of course, you know, we lost an absolutely amazing voice, but at yeah. the same time as and well. an icon, right? Just like a, right? Like, I mean, you could see, you see her silhouette and you know exactly who it is, <laughs> right? Ex- right? Like you, there's no question or like confusion about who who that is and the voice no. obviously is also very unique um and I, I think it's it's also I mean it's sad from just a humanity perspective and like that's a person whose life is lost but also I mean she she defines a lot of as as do people who are you know present for um the formative years in someone's life right mm. they think you look back and you remember and you you remember music and of mm. course music is very well tied into our memory centers in our brain right but it's so it's like it makes it just brings up all sorts of nostalgia when you hear her music um but then also to just know her as a presence Mm. on the planet and to know this reality this world with her in it and for for people I mean obviously this goes for like familiar people too but then to know reality with her not in it it is all it's a very it's sad right it's it's lost. It is, but, uh. but it, like, isn't it interesting as well at the same time that even though she was so successful and she had success that a lot of people mm-hmm. like dream of, um, and despite that success, she was going through so much. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like I can, you know, I'm actually, I, besides what I think most people are aware of, like earlier in her career, um, yeah. at the hands of her, her then husband, Ike Turner, yeah. um, I I personally was not aware of things after after the fact. I, I definitely I didn't like follow her career very closely yeah. or her her um in the media very closely. But so maybe can you speak to that? Like, do you know of more? I, of I what think she... I think for me, sort of what what I what stood out to me so much was that she just had this fame. Like she was really famous, yeah. and even yeah. now, like there seems to be this you know, you drive a certain car, you have a certain number of influences and just people think you've made it and that you just don't have life problems anymore. And yeah, and she 
really did. And I think that in, in so many ways, even in 2023, like that happened years ago, but in mm-hmm. 2023 it's so relatable that, you know, mm-hmm. um, so many women have like all these markers of success and yet in so many ways. There's so many um, other things, yeah. They, they're Absolutely. struggling or like keeping yeah. so many secrets or like, you know, there's so much stuff that people don't know. I mean, I can't begin to imagine if my life was sacheted out, you know, um, right. the public and, Right, paraded out, I know. Absolutely. Exactly. And but so, in a way, I mean, it, it can make the experience of it, and it, I, I'm sure it does. Mm. It does, actually. The experience, it, um, sorry about that. That was a door slamming. <laughs> Windows are open. got to cut that out. We'll start again. Yeah. <laughs> that scared me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so we'll as, as far as, yet. what's that? We'll start again, Seattle. Here we go. Yes, that's right. Um, but I, you know, in my own life experiences of, you know, keeping up appearances essentially, right. Yeah. Is when, when things are maybe not so rosy, yeah. it, it does create even more isolation in the experience, right? You already feel op- isolated to a degree uh, because there's always that one that there's always that internal conversation of 100%. the immediate is like, I must be the only one who's we're, we're never the only one who's experiencing, you, you know, some sort of theme in, in our lives. Yeah. But, um, but then having to create a, a separation between what's going on personally and what's happening, happening publicly that only adds to and compounds the isolation that one must feel because right? I, so yeah I think that a lot of women have that inner voice and it like their gut instinct or like whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it mother nature like women know what's going on like for the most yeah. part I believe that women know when things are going wrong they know when things mm-hmm. are when they shouldn't be and so you know what is yeah. it about us or what is it about our situation or our environments that we feel like you know, we're made to ignore that intuition, mm. you know, as, as, as yeah. women, as women of color, like to second guess it, right. 100%. Especially to yeah. second guess it. Yeah. I, oh gosh. I definitely, I mean, I, I have been there again and again and, and actually most recently, um, at least the, mo- the one that stands out in my mind yeah. happened not too long ago, like in December, Okay. Uh, this actually could have turned out into to a very very dangerous situation, but it it's just a uh, it goes to show how one should really never ignore intuition. Okay, it's, you've it's, got me at the edge of my seat. I'm like, I need. I know, and I'm, I'm kind of doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like, but, what happened? I need to know. Tell me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. No. So uh, it was on my commute. I I uh, live in just outside of DC. Commute down into DC for work, and yeah. Um, and I metro in it's just a lot easier. There's a lot of traffic around here. So yeah. I metro in and I was on my way home at like, I don't know, four o'clock, three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. Something, Is that dark? You know, Is that dark for you? It's not, okay. not even a little bit. I mean, and this was December. So yes, it does start getting dark, dark, like dusky around late, late in the four o'clock hour, yeah. um, five o'clock, that sort yeah. of thing. But it definitely was not dark yet. Okay. But, um, you know, it was just, it was, I think the Thursday right before the Christmas holiday. And so like not too many people on the subway and, um, and I happened to be the last stop on the line. And so I was, why does it sound like a scary movie? It does, right? (laughs) We should play like background music. So no, but this is crazy though, because I mean, I, I, I still remember, like I was watching, that was when the um, Harry and Meghan documentary came out on Netflix and they did it in two parts. And, um, 
or release it in, in two different weeks or whatever. So I was watching the second week that was released of it. Um, on, and I had my headphones on and I'm, I'm still pretty, I I'm cognizant. Like I've lived in inner cities for like all throughout undergrad yeah. in medical school, um, afterward, like I, so I'm aware of how to conduct myself in a city, right? Yeah. I, you, you are, you are always to be aware of your surroundings and yada, 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 all that. So I was doing that. And I just, I happened to be watching something on my phone with headphones yeah. Yeah. and, um, there, uh, person got on a man got on the subway somewhere between out after we had left DC and before we got to the last stop um, looked totally reasonable, right? Like he was dressed in work clothes. Um, You know, he happened to be listening to something in his headphones. And so he was kind of being a little showy and like dancing and that sort of thing, but nothing, it's not my spidey senses did not go off. Okay. Um, what then happened was right. Is that exactly we, as, as, uh, we were getting toward the the last stop, like he sat down, um, all the time while he was dancing, I never looked at him. I could see him in my peripheral vision, but I just was like, I'm not going to acknowledge (laughs) this right now. Just like, okay, you're doing something. I don't know if yeah. for attention or what, but I, I see you. I'm not looking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then he sat down right across from me, like as almost to to say, like, do you see me? And when our eyes met, I felt a sense of dread and mm-hmm. absolute yeah. terror in the pit of my stomach that I to this day cannot explain. I don't know what it was because I don't feel that when I lock eyes with most people, right? But this yeah. person, I did. I felt it and it was visceral. Um, it was a sense of like doom. That's what it felt like. Really? What was so it? About? Was between it his the look? Was it his eyes? Was it, it was? Some, it was something. It was the way the look in his eye. That's the only way I can describe it. The look in the eye was not one of like, you know. That's freaky. Oh, hi! Like our eyes are just meeting. It was like I there. I have an intention for you. Um, and oh, so yeah. I, I don't know if I can handle right? the rest it's, of this in broad daylight. It's, I mean, it's not, nothing like obvious. I, I am whole. I am well. I am not, you know. Well, that's um, right. It's like six months yeah, later. Right, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, nothing like terrible happened. I promise. I wouldn't be sharing like in with a smile on my face. Yeah, yeah. Did, but, but it's just, you know, so between the last stop, the second to last stop and the last stop, um, he continued to get up and move around. And then I guess he was just frustrated because I wasn't engaging. That's the only way I can explain it. And he gets up and walks towards me, rips my headphones off my head, gets in my face and is like, oh my God. do you want to say something to me? I feel like you want to say something to me. And of course I went into like complete, like functional freeze. Oh my God. Um, I was able to talk at least. Right. But I was just like, oh my God, is oh my this happening? God. Like, is my... I was more shocked that my feeling was right. I was, I literally in real time was having that, like, oh my God, that was, that was real. What I felt, it was real. literally touched you. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, of course I was like, no, I'm not, I'm watching a show on my phone. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was just so bizarre. So, but he quickly was like apologetic. And so, I mean, probably not well in, in his brain, I'm thinking, right? Wow. Like, okay, that's that's your doctor hat on thinking, okay, maybe this guy's got something. You know? that... Yeah, exactly. Cause like I don't who does you don't nobody people don't just do that. Um, right? And people who are seemingly like you 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 have somewhat of a I believe, I don't know, maybe I'm at a I'm making things up for him, but 
he, he looked dressed as though he was coming from some sort of job. So like you, you can hold a job, you can commute to your job. You can like people who you, you don't do that usually unless there's something going on that, you know, some dysregulation. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm making too much of it. But anyway, so needless to say, I was, I was jarred by the experience. I was jarred. I came home and told my husband, I told my um, colleague as soon as I got home, because she sometimes metros, I was like, oh my God, watch out. Like just be, I mean, of course it was a reactive that could happen any day, but that day I was just like, hey, heads up. I don't know if it's like a full moon, but (laughs) just be careful on your way home. That's Um, insane. I, I talked to like one of my good friends from childhood I talked to her about it that day is it's like it really threw me for a loop and there was for for several weeks after that like I wouldn't wear my ring I wouldn't I didn't wear my headphones I didn't and then I also got to a point where I was like screw that I'm I'm not gonna like I'm gonna live how I want to live like I yeah that was an experience it was shitty it was right but like I I'm going to live how I want to live. I just, right. I will be careful and vigilant, but I'm not going to let that, you know, that experience make me a smaller version of myself. So, um, I am shook. I'm like, I'm I'm thinking, is this 2023 people shooting their shot, (laughs) like literally yanking your earphones out of your head? And is this not just, is this just not another symptom of us making excuses for something that's completely unacceptable? It's just not acceptable, right? Yeah. Uh, Of course, I I do that, especially as a physician, but especially because I'm in the caretaker role, I do give people the benefit of the doubt and, you know, a lot of lenience for when it's just like, wait a minute you no, you can't come into my space like that but anyway this i'm digressing for the from the whole point of no i think this is, is the point do not <laughs> do not second guess your intuition <laughs> like but i think that it will not lead you astray yeah but that's the it point right as in don't ignore your intuition and like the fact that you experience this i feel like there's a, there's a real community of people um who just make excuses like and I think particularly if you've been marginalized second guessed and you just have this whole okay well maybe I'm not taking this too maybe like I'm reading too much into this or maybe mm-hmm. you know I should just suck it up and kind of move on um I don't there, there's a lot of things I feel like that you know hold particularly women back I mean even mm-hmm. myself- definitely because we're we're entrained to be very agreeable right like we are mm-hmm. conditioned to definitely. be a as a personality trait, right. To be very yeah. agreeable. And so usually what comes along with that is I'm trying to figure out how to make the least amount of waves. Right. And if that means editorializing something in, in even your narrative that at makes you. Cost, right. At what, I'm at just what thinking cost? like, I mean, the Tina Turner thing got cost. me thinking about it, but like at what cost? Yeah. that's what I'm thinking of. And like, so I'm interested with, Sorry, go ahead. No, go finish on, your no. Finish your I was going to say. So I was going to say. Do you know? What, yeah. That again. I'm just not sure at what cost. That's all. Like, what is it that women yeah. are constantly putting out there, and like, what cost is it for us? You know, in keeping our silence or maintaining that facade, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and I think I've been in relationships myself where. You know, sometimes you, f- sometimes I feel like you forget your own value in the sense that right. you ignore that gut instinct. And you know, this mm-hmm. is not like mm-hmm. exclusive to like intimate relationships. I mean, it was the case yeah. with Tina Turner, 
But mm-hmm. I think even like work relationships, um, friendships, even familial, like family relationships, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, so many times we ignore those, you know, th- those um, signs really. And I think like, is it we don't have communication skills? Is it because we come from a collectivist community? Like, I don't know. I guess this really. Gets- it's everything. Yeah. It's not one yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. It is. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, you know, like just like we said, being having the experience of being female and being growing into from girls into women yeah we are conditioned to be more agreeable and to be more con, con, you know like we concede a lot a hundred um in opinion in conviction we do yeah. we tend to we tend to take the the um the you know the low lower route like the the we genuflect essentially to, to sort of, you know, make things more comfortable. I I think it's to make things more comfortable, maybe make it more comfortable for ourselves or for, for others. I don't know, probably both, but, but then on top of that, having the experience of being, uh, you know, um, let's say like a minority. And I use Mm -hmm. that in not just to mean like a person of color, a minority in any sense, as it relates to the majority in the, in the, in the surroundings and in that circumstance. It, it will only compound that the drive to, you know, to, to minimize and to make oneself smaller mm. in, a, in everything, like an opinion and how you conduct yourself and to, to not stand out essentially, right. To not stand out and not be considered a problem or be considered, you know, difficult or whatever it is. I think that's the motivation of it though. I think it's to, to avoid conflict at its root it's to avoid conflict. And if it's like perceived conflict or actual conflict, that's, I don't know, that's probably up for debate, but that's the reason I think anyway, in, in, in my own personal experience of it, because obviously, I mean, I'm not outside of this. I've, yeah. I've definitely sort of self-censored um, yeah. and, you know, done the whole like mapping mapping things out in your mind before you actually say it and (laughs) yeah you know it's work yep definitely and I think sometimes like it's just that you know certain I don't know wounds if you want to say like I don't want to pathologize people either but like there's certain Mm. things that just you know you may experience as you know, a protective factor, which is good. I mean, it protects you and in the moment. It's super helpful. And sometimes mm-hmm. we tend to, you know, start to use that everywhere. It's like, oh, yeah. wow, this is nice. It's like you buy one outfit and then you wear that outfit everywhere you go. Right, you find this right. strategy and it works and, you know, this protected me and it looked after me. So I'm just going to use it all the time. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it actually, you know, contributes to your own downfall. Like you become like trapped by yeah. it, if anything. Um, and so oh, what was protecting yeah. you initially doesn't really protect you anymore. Becomes maladaptive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It sabotages you for the most yeah. part. And so, yeah. yeah, I think that's something, I guess, um, when I was thinking about, you know, um, you know, proud Mary, I wasn't really thinking yeah. about, you know, this, I was thinking, look, she's got amazing songs. Um, yeah. she's a wonderful yeah. person, but I think also she's given us, you know, even as women, just so much to think about in terms of, mm-hmm you know that no one's immune from you know the challenges that she had in her life and look she overcame and did amazing wonderful stuff but you know she was also known for what she had to overcome too and I think there's you know a lot of us in her in that sense I felt very Mm -hmm. nostalgic I think 
that that had cost me. Thank goodness. Thank goodness that she was as open as she was about it. Right. Because it did help so many women, I'm sure to to see somebody in that, in that role, having going through the the exact same thing that unfortunately women all over the world experience. And so if she were very guarded and, and wanting to maintain her image at any cost and not a lot of people are of that, which a lot of people, especially famous people do damage control. Like, I mean, my goodness, it's just, it's, and I think that's part of collectively. And I know I'm, I'm talking pie in the sky now, but like, if we just collectively could get to a point of being more open um, about what we're experiencing, like what, what the experience of being human is like for, for you, for me, for, you know, somebody on, on the, opposite side of the world, diff, uh, you know, different gender, different identity. I mean, it's if we could just be more open and, and real and genuine about the experiences that we're having, my gosh, we would real, I mean, it's, I know it sounds like so kumbaya, but it's the truth of it. Like the, we would realize that we're pretty much living the same experience in, in different 3D forms, right? But Anyway, I think we're, we probably should wrap up this episode for where we are, um, just, you know, time-wise, but this is really, Why really a good one. I, I like it too. And I think just for us in Seattle in terms of editing, we'll just wrap it up without saying we're going to wrap it up. Let's just wrap it up. Yeah. Maybe do you want to just okay. say something and then we'll be like, oh, and that's okay. like, I don't know, really like, you know, and Tina Turner has given us something to thought, think about, you know, yeah. food for thought, and yeah. then we can just end it. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're out of time for uh, this episode, folks, but thank you so much for joining us as always. So um, we, of course, uh, we, we brought up Tina Turner in this episode and we just wish uh, her family and, and everybody who who really looked up to her and idolized her and uh, at all the comfort and ease in her passing. Um, and she's really given us a lot to reflect on and, and think about as we as we carry her tor- torch forward and and continue this thing called life. So thank you again, and we'll see you on the next episode.